Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the coronavirus crisis. My name is Christine Honey Dare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. I am hearing from many of you small business owners that you're trying to find as many ways as you can to reinvent your business and make money. I have been scouring the nation for some of the best tips that I found in my reporting, and I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes sharing them with you. First, I'm going to talk to a banker from the Baltimore area who's been helping a lot of small businesses reinvent themselves and find new revenue sources. I'm then going to head to Northeast Ohio, where I'm going to talk to the owner of a running shop and a company that organizes racers for runners on what he's doing to accommodate his customers in new ways. Deidre Miller is a business banking regional manager with M&T Bank, and she's based in Maryland. She's been working with a lot of businesses trying to survive through COVID and has some great tips for us. Deidre, it's great having you on our show. Thanks, Christine. I'm happy to be here. You're working with one client among many clients who are really trying to embrace technology. So tell us, how are your clients embracing technology through COVID? Sure. Thanks for the question, Christine. You know, during this time, it's it's really difficult for a lot of people. And if you're not embracing technology, you could potentially be putting yourself at a disadvantage. So one of the clients that we have, she's a consulting and project management firm. She was telling us about a new contract um, that she had acquired, but this particular client lives overseas. She was very excited. This could be a game changer for her and her business, but she was really struggling to figure out how to receive payments from them for her services. And we talked to her about, you know, there's different products and services you can use um, from the bank uh, perspective and many many businesses are going to have to start doing this thinking about how can you receive money to your business digitally so we talked to her about utilizing wire services and hch services so that there wouldn't be any type of disruption in the way that she receives payments now also with this there comes a, a level of fraud right so we also talked to her about how to protect herself against potential fraud since these transactions are foreign and we were able to you know add peace of mind by offering those fraud protection services that she may not have thought about initially. And so we got her signed up with these services. Now she feels a lot more comfortable and confident in bringing on this new client. So she's all signed up and and right now she's working um, on helping the client. How are clients better using their personal networks they have? Um, so personal networks, they're really important for any business owner, and this is probably one of the most important things a business owner can do is to expand their network. You know, a network not only offers access to capital, but just creates an ecosystem of support. You know, one thing that we were we found, especially working with uh, people of color and women in business, is that there there's a, a surge in the, the types of business owners, and it's, it's being um, driven by people of color and women. Um, and so we had, we had a great survey that we, we had sent out, and we our survey really showed that how important a power, the power of a network is and how that could really make a difference for business. One particular client that we had, you know, she was really struggling, had some issues in her business and unfortunately needed access to credit. We weren't able to, to provide her with that access being a traditional bank. So what I, she tapped into me as someone that's in her network and being a bank and having connections to so many different businesses, I was able to get in contact with someone that I knew that serves as a traditional an alternative form of providing capital. And you know, with, with the help of reaching in my network, I was able to find her an organization that I have a really great relationship with. They were able to extend her the line of credit that she needed in order to fulfill this government contract that she was working on. And it not only, you know, helped her, you know, fulfill contract but you know she she's been in business for 20 years over 20 years so being able to give her a full 
whole ecosystem of support, not just what we can provide her with at MNT, but also, you know, what what can we do within our network to still provide people with the help they need to help their businesses grow and thrive? And because of that, she is in the middle of, of this project and able to keep uh, all of her employees on board and just allow her business to continue to, to grow and thrive. So tell me also, your, the clients you're working with, what training are they getting to improve their qualifications? Yeah, so in my role, you know, I mentioned this in the earlier question, but in my role, I, I support women and people of color in business. So one of the things that I'm constantly suggesting to these entrepreneurs that I, I'm engaged with is, is to get um, certified by their local state or, or the federal government in order to, to gain access to more contracts. So if you if you are a business that's classified as a minority or a woman or even a veteran-owned business, you can get minority certified. And by doing this, you can get access to government contracts because uh, the work for the government, they do have a minority component to these contracts. And by doing this, you know, can diversify how your, your business is earning money. And this can be a pretty lucrative um, piece of business for, for minority certified businesses. So we have a lot of great um, connections, um, my team and I, within our, our local government offices. And I was able to connect a uh, courier uh, transportation service for seniors and, and groups. She was really struggling and trying to figure out, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting new customers and said, you know, you've been in business long enough. Um, let's get you connected with someone at the office to get you minority certified to help you gain access to a different revenue stream. So she was able to work with the connection that I provided to her, go through the, the minority certification process. She was able to get certified. And at this moment, she's working through applying for different um, government contracts. It's a, it's a new way to think of getting business, especially in a time where your phone's not ringing as much as it used to through uh, your normal ways of, of attaining business. Deidre Miller with M&T Bank. It's been great having you on our show. Thank you, Christine. It's been a pleasure. Vince Rucci is the owner of two running specialty stores in Northeast Ohio called Vertical Runner. He's also a partner in an event management business that organizes races that can range from 5Ks to 100-mile adventures called Western Reserve Racing. He's always run a business that caters to people who have families, and he's here to talk about to us about how he's tried to adjust his business. Vince, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. So how is running changed? Are runners still running? Runners are definitely still running. The landscape has definitely changed in that there's not events necessarily that they're training for, but they are still motivated to keep active. And we have seen an additional running boom with people who maybe haven't had access to the normal resources that they were once able to use at a gym or a pool, taking to the outdoors or even a treadmill and you know finding the sport of running and walking too so people are definitely putting in the miles you have a lot of parents who come to your business how are you accommodating them more so traditionally it's been a very family friendly shopping experience uh, with one of our store locations even having a, a train table to kind of have the kids play with while the parents were doing their shopping and now what we're finding is that parents are really carving out time in their schedules to to be able to shop maybe without bringing the kiddos with them. So, you know, pr trying to just keep flexible and uh, meeting their needs if they need us to, you know, provide them an opportunity to still shop and 
maybe they're not comfortable bringing their kids with them, uh, making sure that they can still support the stores. What are they buying more of? It's interesting, whereas, you know, when, when families would come into the store and kind of have that full-on shopping experience and walk around the store and really take their time, it's more of, I'm going to get what I need in the time that's allocated to me and then I really need to move on with my day. So, you know, where you're finding them coming in, kind of really focused on those core items, making their purchase and then and then leaving, you know, the, the time for window shopping has really evaporated and hopefully we can get back to that someday. But at this point in time, it seems like people are really doing necessity shopping. But in terms of how they've modified, how are runners, are they um, buying more walkers so they can bring their kids along? If they're taking them to the parks in a different way, have they? are they purchasing different products? You know, we're seeing lots of families definitely taking to the parks in our area, the parks and trails. And I think that that's a shared experience. So, you know, you are seeing a lot more moms and dads putting in those those runs or walks in the park with their kids on bikes next to them or even pushing the baby jogger. So you're seeing definitely a lot more of that shared family experience where it used to maybe be their alone time. So what merchandise have you cut or said you're gonna hold off on selling for now? Well, in the spring, track season was canceled for uh, middle school and high school here in the area. So that was pretty much non-existent. And now as we move through summer into fall, the question would be, you know, is cross country gonna happen? And we're seeing changing news daily. Maybe some of those items that the cross country runners are used to seeing when they come in the store, uh, cross country spikes being one of those items. And then, you know, just not bringing in those other items that possibly runners might expect to see like the latest and greatest. We're really kind of sticking to the to the more traditional SKUs at the store, the traditional footwear that people really rely on and that we can turn quicker. Vince Rucci, it's been great having you on our show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Honey Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story tips, please email me at C-D-A-R-E-B-R-Y-A-N at C-R-A-I-N-S-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K.com. We will be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can survive this pandemic. Have a great week.